What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. When you are listening to this episode, I will be on a beach in Costa Rica. So I'm recording this the Friday, or I guess this Friday before I'm leaving tomorrow. So I was like, I'm going to get this done. I apologize for no YouTube, but honestly, my whole entire room is a mess of clothes and shoes and various items. And I just got out of the shower. So I'm, I look a little bit like a wet mop today. Honestly, I don't know what it was about this week. I think it might have just been like the heat. Like it was like it, we finally broke into the 80s pretty consistently here in Jersey. But I have been freaking tired. Like my body's just tired. My mind is tired. I should probably go take a nap after this. So I plan on passing out for five and a half hours on the plane tomorrow. Um, so it's actually kind of funny. I make fun of my dad all the time because he he flies a lot for work. So he's got, you know, boarding group one and TSA pre-check and he's always getting free upgrades to first class. And he just loves to post about it on Facebook or he'll tell us. And I like, listen, I love that he's loving life and great things are happening to him, but I also love to bust his balls. So I'll make fun of him and be like, oh, TSA pre-check. But my seat did get upgraded for free on my flight and my friend gifted me three months of clear at security. So I kind of felt like a hypocrite telling. Well, first of all, I'm going with my mom and my brother and Because I recently got the United credit card because I've been flying a lot. Um, I've gotten little perks here and there, but I just woke up one day this week and got an email from United saying, congrats, we've upgraded you to business or whatever for free. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take this. Uh, More leg room? Count me in. Uh, I told my mom and she was like, well, fuck us, I guess. Like, see see you when we get off. And I was like, oh, by the way, I'm also in boarding group two because of my credit card. So I'll see you when you get on the plane. And she was like, all right, all right. Like, who are you turning into? But yeah, super, super excited about that. We have a lot of fun activities planned. I know we're doing, we're riding ATVs and jet skis, which I'm honestly pretty nervous to drive myself. The the ATVs I feel a little bit better on, but I've been on jet skis and wave runners a million times. My dad used to have them when we were growing up. I just don't know if I trust myself driving it. I'll get on the back of anyone's. Oh, great time. Great time. But I don't know if I trust myself. So we'll have to see how that goes. We're going hiking and we're seeing some sloths and I think I'm going to take a surfing lesson. So I'll have to fill you guys in on all my adventures. I'm super, super excited. Last time, I have not been out of the country many times. I think I might have been out of the, I think I've been out of the country, yes, three times, and one of them was to Canada. So some people say that doesn't count, but I count it. So the last time I went out of the country was to Punta Cana for my senior year spring break, which honestly was a great time. I had a fantastic time, but I'm super excited. But for now... We are here. I had some things that just, a lot of things come to my mind when I'm driving. I was just minding my own business, like listening to music and thoughts come up. And I'm like, I got to write these down. 
because I got to talk to them on the podcast. And today, this one's pretty stupid. I was driving home today from the gym and I just, you know, it's like I was at a red light and um, I pulled out my phone, did whatever. And then as soon as the light turns green, it's like I put my both, both my hands on the steering wheel and begin to drive. And I thought to myself, why don't my arms get tired? Like my shoulders get tired when driving. But in the gym, my shoulders get so tired. Like I can't really hold, like if I'm doing yoga or something and I have to hold my arms up or out for a long time, they get tired. I have a very poor muscular endurance, but I'm able to drive and that doesn't bother me. Does that make sense? And then I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, do my arms bother me when I'm driving? No, 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 they don't. They don't. So that was just a random, random thought I had. And I was like, you know, I wonder if I'm the only one who's thought about this. But I was just standing there with my arms extended. And I was like, well, thank God. Because if, you know, maybe that's just like the world's way of being like, listen, this is how you got to drive safely. So we're going to spare you the pain on this one, even though it doesn't scientifically make sense. That's my stupid thought of the day. But speaking of cars, I totally forgot to tell you guys this last week. And of course, as I'm editing the episode, I'm like, God damn it. I meant to say this on the episode and I didn't. I told you guys about my entire Memorial Day weekend. I told you guys about my Uber driver that got that ticket, how outraged I was, but I forgot to tell you that me and my friends had a near-death experience. And I'm not, I'm actually not being dramatic here at all. It could have, things could have gone south. So I think it's pretty standard when you're driving a vehicle, you know, not to stop on the railroad tracks because God forbid, even if it's, I have some railroad tracks in my town that I know are never used or I've seen, there's this one that I have to go past every day. It's on my way to the gym. I've seen a train come across once. It's just a cargo rail. So, um, what was I saying? Okay. Back on track. Even if you know, it's not really used that often. You don't stop on a railroad track. If there's traffic and you have to stop you've stopped before if you can't make it after because god forbid a train comes you're screwed me and my friends were heading out to barre last friday and if you don't know if you're not from new jersey if you're not from this area i'm gonna paint a little picture for you barre is on the side of a road and literally right outside like on the corner of the property is a train track so it a train track parallels like the east side of Barre, if that makes sense. So we're in this Uber, we're almost there, and there's a bunch of traffic in front of Barre, of course, because people are getting out and all that stuff. So our Uber driver stops and we're on the train tracks. And this is not one of those train tracks that I was just talking about that's barely used or just a cargo one. No, this, this rail is, is quite frequently used. A lot of pe- people take it to get to Belmar. I know a lot of people that take it that instead of an Uber, if they have a train station near them, they just take the train. So we're stopped on the railroad track and some of us are kind of like, ooh, like weird. But then somebody looks to their left and they're like, um, guys, there's a train coming and it's one stop away. So 
this railroad track had it had two stops. One was a little bit farther, and then there was a second one. And after the second one, it was going to pass us. So the lights aren't aren't dinging yet. Like the things haven't come down to be like, don't cross. But it's getting pretty. It, it's getting pretty close. So we're screaming at the Uber driver. We're like, dude, move over, move over. There's somebody behind us, so we can't back up. We're like, swerve around this guy. There's a train one stop away. And our Uber driver is is being an idiot. Like, I think he, like, short-circuited. And nothing is coming out of his mouth. And he's just sitting there like, uh, uh, uh. And we're like, move. Move the car. We need to get out. I was like, guys, like, start moving the seats. Like, we got to get out of this freaking car. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you can't get out of a car right here. And we're like, well, you need to move the fucking car because we're going to get run over by a train. Oh my God, that one minute felt like years. It felt like ages that we were sitting there waiting. And then finally the car in front of us moved up and he like skirted up past the train tracks. And literally, I shit you not, as we're leaving the track, the lights start to come down. Right after we get out of the car, like all six, well, there's six, seven of us get out of the car, the train zips past. And we all just look at each other and we're like, that could have been us. That could have been us. The, it, it, he didn't really apologize or anything. He was just like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And we're like, not stop on the fucking train tracks, buddy. Like, it wouldn't have just been us that was screwed. You would have you died too. So that was my near-death experience from last week. I can't believe I forgot to. I, as soon as it happened too, I was like, oh, I'm talking about this on the podcast. And everyone was like, yeah, do it. And what did I do? I didn't talk about it on the podcast, naturally. But thank God we made it out alive. So just in case you forgot, stepping on train tracks or, or stopping on train tracks, dangerous. What also makes me super, super nervous is when I see people like on or really close to the yellow line at train stations, especially Penn Station or... If you're anywhere taking the subway in New York, there's a shit ton of people. And I listen, I've heard too many stories about people falling in. And my dad actually scared me. This is a little gruesome, so I'm TMI. Like, if you want to fast forward 30 seconds, go ahead. My dad used to be a cop. I told you guys this, so he just knows a lot of stuff. I don't know. He told me one day, he was like, you know, a train doesn't, like, fully run you over like when it when it runs you over they have to set they have to go backwards I guess or whatever and the body actually rips in half so if you get caught like under a train you're you're fucked the uh, I don't know the exact science behind it he could probably explain it better than me but basically the only way to get the train off of you is to reverse it which will rip your body in half so I don't fuck around around train stations, needless to say. But some people, I've just noticed, do not give a flying hoot. And they get way too close to the yellow line. Which I'm like, first of all, a train and a subway comes pretty freaking fast. Where sometimes like the wind hits you and you're like, whoa, when you kind of jolt back a little bit, like it'll, it'll rock you a little bit, especially if you're a light person. So I get so freaking nervous whenever I see anybody around uh, 
around the yellow line at train tracks. I don't know how I even got on this discussion. But I guess those are my stories for the week. I'm not going to spare you with the Vanderpump talk this week because I know not everybody watches it. And honestly, the reunion didn't give me anything I didn't already know this week. I think next week's is going to be intense and I'll be away. So I guess I'll have to catch up on it. When I get back, Succession ended though. And, you know, I'm going to talk about it just a little bit for like a quick minute. So again, fast forward if you haven't finished it yet. I am surprised, but not surprised. I feel like I knew Kendall wasn't going to get it, like get the company. That's way too obvious. But they came pretty dang close at the end where I was like, okay, maybe this is it. This is this is the ending. I thought they had a nice little sibling bonding moment when they were in their mom's kitchen. And I was like, this is it. They're, this is the character development that we wanted to see through the last four years. Maybe Kendall will get it. And I was wrong. Straight up wrong. I'm not surprised that Tom... You know, you can't even really say that Tom has ATN, the Tom one, or not ATN, Royce, or Waystar, Royco. I said that a few episodes again where I was like ATN, and then I was like, no, it's not what I meant. Anyway, it's really Matson. It's really Matson who got it, and Tom is his bitch. So Tom is essentially in the same place that he was with Logan, but with Matson instead. And Tom, like, Tom just kisses his way to the top and everything, and that's who he is. I'm a little, like, I was surprised with Shiv because Shiv and Tom spent so much time hating each other, and then selfishly, she was like, oh, you know what? If Tom gets this, I'll still have a chance of having my word in and blah, 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 because I'm going to have our baby. So I think that's why she ended up switching her vote to Tom, which kind of sucked because I was like, in the end, The only person who had character development in this entire series was Greg. Greg grew up a little bit. Greg got a job. Greg is still an idiot, and we weren't sure that he was going to keep his job, but Tom's got him. But they all just, and it was a shame, honestly. I feel like it shouldn't have ended where it ended because it's like there's no character development. But at the same time, I wouldn't expect them. It wouldn't be right if they did, like, change into better people. You know what I mean? It's upsetting, but it makes sense for who the family is. I mean, look at Logan. He died the way that he was. So those are my two cents on succession. I have an exciting exciting interview and episode for you guys today, so I'm going to make the intro a little bit short. I don't have too much to say because I basically spent this whole week sweating my ass off, honestly doing nothing. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. It's time for weekly highlights. It's time for weekly highlights. That's my new jingle. I've had too much caffeine. Anyway, I am going to start off with my non-health and fitness related highlight this week. And that is because I got my first ever facial done. I didn't know what to expect because... Uh, honestly, the only thing close to a facial I've seen is when people have cucumbers on their eyes on TV. But my mom gave me a gift certificate for my birthday, and I thought since I'm leaving and going to a different climate and environment this week, I might as well get a facial. I've also talked to you guys a little bit how I've developed 
Cystic acne, about three years ago, I guess every X amount of years your hormones change. And since I was blessed in high school with no acne, my body decided to give it to me now. So my dermatologist, uh, she's great, first of all. I have a, such a good der dermatologist. She recommended that I get facials three times a year, like spring into summer, summer into fall, or spring into summer, I think she said fall into winter, and then like winter into spring again, or I don't know, three times a year, she said, when the seasons change and the temperature changes to, and you and derma, what is it called, dermaplaning to get rid of like the old skin and just all that kind of stuff could be good for my cystic acne. I've just never, never taken action. You know, I spend money on my nails. I spend money at the wax center and that's pretty much all I do for myself. So it's just like one of those, ah, eh, it's expensive things. But let me tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was there for an hour and a half. I passed out. Loved that. The cleanser, or not the cleanser, the exfoliant that she used was, I don't know what it was called, but it was so light and foamy. A lot of, apparently, and this kind of makes sense, a lot of name brand exfoliants for the face are too rough. And you don't want something rough on your skin because you don't like your skin's uh, well, the, the skin on your face is very sensitive. So this one still had like the little beads. You could tell it was exfoliating, but it was foamy and kind of tingled in like a good way. And then we dermaplaned, which I've never done before, but I've heard it's really good for if you have acne and just freshening like the skin cells. So basically she took this tiny, tiny, tiny little scraper. I don't even know because I couldn't see it, obviously. And she started at like the bottom by my chin and just went across my whole face, getting rid of all the dead skin and the peach fuzz and stuff. She said it's really good if you have dry skin too, which I do, especially under my lip, like where my chin is. I've just always had eczema there and dry, peely skin. So she got rid of all the dead skin and she got rid of all the peach fuzz. I have like, this is like maybe TMI, but it's not that gross. Get over it anyway. I have like peach fuzz or just like hair on my face around my eyebrows, but it's not my eyebrow hair. And it would always annoy me where I'm like, okay, nobody else can see this except for me when I'm doing my eyebrows. But with the dermaplane, it's gone. It's gone. And my skin feels brand new. It feels like, wa like waxy smooth where it didn't before. My only complaint was with when she did the extractions, she was like, you have no blackheads, girl. Your skin's great. And I was like, girl, have you seen my nose? Like, let's go. And she didn't really touch that area, like my actual nose. But I'm like, come on. This is where all the blackheads are and I want them out. But anyway, she put on a face mask on me afterwards that was so cool, like physically cool. Um, smelled great too, but she was able to put it over my eyelids and put it over my mouth so I could breathe over my nose. But it felt so cold and re refreshing. Then I ended with UV lights, like blue. I think blue was good for acne and red was good for like eczema and dry skin. So I did 10 minutes under each, passed the heck out. And now I feel great. My skin feels great. She said your skin could purge like a little bit in the first week just because it's probably like, hey, what the heck is happening? But I liked it. 10 out of 10, I really should go. I should make it like I should go at least two times a year. Like I'll go again when the weather 
gets cold because listen, I'm getting too old to have acne. <sighs> I am, and every once in a while, you just need someone to do something good for you. So that's my health and f- or my non-health and fitness related highlight. My health and fitness related highlight is I'm just proud of myself that I got up every day this week except for no, but I did it when I got home on Tuesday. Okay. Every day this week, I did yoga. And this is something that I was doing consistently in 2021 and through most of 2022. Somewhere at the end of 2022, I just got a little bit lazy, um, sleeping in a little bit longer instead of getting up and doing my yoga. But I really enjoy it. You know, I take like my eyes are closed. My phone is on silent. I get a nice deep stretch in, which helps with my mobility. But I also just get to like, get rid of all the blech. You know what I mean? In my mind, in my body, in my digestive system. So I was proud of myself for getting up and doing it every day. I haven't been doing anything intense. It's not like 60 minute intense yoga sessions. Some days it is and some days it's just a 15 minute warm up, wake up, stretch yoga class. So I've been using Boho Beautiful on YouTube. I like them a lot. They're a little hippy dippy, but I get a good stretch in and I'm proud of myself for doing that this week. So I want you to think of your weekly highlights. If it's something as simple as you got your butt to the gym when you wanted to this week, good for you because me too. So I'm minding my own business today on the treadmill. As I do, scrolling, just trying to pass time and I see this article and I'll read you the title of the article. It's from Us Weekly, by the way. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's Jen Shaw is teaching her Shaw-mazing abs workout class for fellow inmates in prison. Honestly, I I forgot about Jen Shaw for a second, but it got me thinking, and I was like, you know what I'm going to talk about this week? I'm going to talk about all of these celebrity um, fitness and health trends that I see circulating the, the internet and just give my opinions on them. Obviously, you know, there's... I've seen a lot of good, I should say. Uh, Obviously, everything that Arnold puts out there is great. The Rock, he's a great example. Um, Mark Wahlberg, he's been doing pretty well lately, posting his routines and stuff. I think Carrie Underwood's got a good routine out there too. But there are some, some exercise trends that celebrities swear by or are promoting that I'm like, you have too much power and too little education to be to be dipping your toes into this category. So let's start with Jen Shaw. If you don't know who Jen Shaw is, I'll give you a quick little recap. She was a Real Housewife um, on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The show's fairly new, but she was convicted of like money laundering amongst other stuff. And basically she's in jail now. She like originally pled not guilty and then she switched it up like a day before her trial and was like, nah, just kidding. I am guilty. So she's in prison. I think she's in Texas, but on the show, you know, you see Whitney working out a lot. You know, Whitney likes to do, she's very big into like pole dancing, which is, you know, to each its own, but she likes to do that kind of stuff and yoga and silks. And she's brought Lisa along with her, whatnot. I've never seen Jen Shaw exercise on that show. Honestly, I think Jen Shaw's entire body 
was made by a plastic surgeon instead of by her. So when I first read this article, I was like, who gave Jen Shaw the credibility to be doing this? And how was this article written? Who interviewed who? Why is she still getting like the attention like this in prison? She's a bad woman. She scammed old people of money. But at the same time, you know, that's how I felt when I first read the title. And then I read the article and I was like, all right, hold on. This woman is, is serving 78 months in prison. I've never been to prison, so obviously I can't say for myself, but in any situation, you know, there's, you could do, you could make something good out of it or you could make something bad out of it. You know, she could be joining a gang or doing whatever, just sitting in and letting her mental health deteriorate, which even if you're an awful person, you know, she didn't kill anyone. Like, I don't want to wish depression and all that stuff on her, especially because she has opened up with struggling with mental health on the show. Whether that's true or not, we don't know because everything was a lie. But I was like, damn, you know what? She's using her time in prison to inspire others to be healthy and create healthy bodies. Whether or not she knows what the F she's talking about is beyond me, but they're slim pickings, I guess, when it gets to prison. The only thing that I didn't like in here is that it specifically went through her routine. So, and I don't like it when anybody, especially, I I see it a lot with celebrities, like, says that they do one thing, you know, because in reality, if it's like body weight and stuff, you want to be challenging your body. A lot of my exercises do stay the same week to week, but there's not just a one exercise that's going to be the key to abs. And that's how this article was kind of written. So here's what the article says. The reality star likes to mix it up when it comes to her workouts, but Bueno told us that Shaw typically starts with a warm-up of light cardio for 5 to 10 minutes. She then transitions to three sets of push-ups with 10 to 15 reps each, often doing the same amount of reps with lunges and mountain climbers. After burning her legs, Shaw goes into a plank for 30 to 60 seconds and repeats the motion two additional times. Following the plank, the Bravo personality does three sets of bicycle crunches and Russian twists for 10 to 15 reps. Lastly, she cools down with a series of stretching exercises. While Bueno encourages fans to give Shaw's workout a try, he reminded us that results may vary from person to person. He also noted that her nutrition and water intake play a big role in achieving a fitter physique. Okay, I do like that last part, but I think what I would have preferred in the article is that they said, here's an example of a workout we sat in on or something. Because a lot of people, I can tell you right now, a lot of people are going to read that. And listen, it's not like Jen Shaw has like rock solid abs. So maybe it'll be okay. But a lot of people will read that and be like, that's what she's doing. That's what I got to do. 30 to 60 minute plank, Russian twists. Like, that's it. That's what I got to do. And there's so many, those are great core exercises. Don't get me wrong. That's if Like, that's a great little routine she's got going down there. But that's not the key to success. You know what I mean? Like, that's those aren't, like, the golden exercises that you have to do to get abs. But other than that, um, I guess I'm glad that Jen Shaw is encouraging other 
felons to be healthy? I just don't know if we need to be interviewing her because she doesn't deserve, like, to feel. Like, she, Jen Shaw loves the attention like that and thinks the world just, like, revolves around her. Like, everyone is probably sitting here being like, oh, my God, I wonder what Jen today is doing in prison. We just don't need her head to explode like that. Anyway, that's enough of Jen Shaw. Gwyneth Paltrow, man. She, listen, loved her in the Iron Man movies. Love, love me some Pepper Potts. But Gwyneth Paltrow is a loony. Dude, she's a loony tune. I don't know. Maybe she's like, I mean, like the whole goop thing is like kind of like part genius. But she's got screws loose up there. She did an interview recently. I forget with who. But she went over like what she ate in a day. And she's been getting massive flack for it. Thank God. She was like, I wake up every morning and I have bone broth for breakfast. And then I'll have like toast with kale and bone broth for lunch, blah, blah, blah. Bone broth is not a meal. Okay. Bone broth is a step up from water. That's it. I was personally furious when I heard this because Gwyneth Paltrow, obviously she's a lean woman. She always has been. And again, People will do anything that celebrities say. And you are a person of power. People take what you say very seriously. Even I feel like that. And I'm nowhere near Gwyneth Paltrow's level of fame or importance or influence. But I understand. It's like, hey, when I say things on this podcast, it, it, I need to know what I'm saying. And I need to understand how people are going to perceive it and take it which is often why I spend so much time trying to explain myself so you can understand what I'm trying to get across and not misunderstand the information. Gwyneth Paltrow saying to the world that she eats bone broth as meals is so not good. So not good for her, so not good for other people. First of all, I think she needs to see a nutritionist or like a food therapist because that's not food. Bone broth is not food. I have heard that bone broth is really good for inflammation. So if you're constantly bloated, like painful bloated, I did hear that that adding bone broth into your daily menu, if you will, does help with that. But it's not a meal. It's a step up from water. I think there's maybe two calories in a cup of bone broth. You're not feeding your body anything. You're essentially starving yourself that way because there's nothing in it. There's no calories in it. There's no protein. There's no carbs. There's nothing in there. I'm going to say it one more time. Bone broth is not a meal. And I hate that she got up and, and announced that because I bet that there's some people out there who now who are like, I want to look like Gwyneth Paltrow, so I'm going to eat bone broth for breakfast. And if you're one of those people, I'm begging you, please don't. Please don't. First of all, we need to get rid of this whole I want to look like her, so I'm going to do exactly what she does mentality because everybody's bodies are different. Different. Gwyneth Paltrow is a naturally lean person. You also shouldn't be eating exactly what anybody else eats because we all have different bodies and we all have different activity levels and different weights. So Gwyneth Paltrow... 
getting up there and saying that really pissed me off. And I think that she needs help because she needs to fix her relationship with food. We cannot be eating bone broth as meals. Like, what are we, like, what are we doing here? Kind of something a little bit similar. I read this article that was like Haley Bieber's, Haley Bieber's swear or one, one exercise that grows her glutes. And I was like, oh, great. Great. Let me open this up and see what bullshit is in here. Anytime you see key exercise or one exercise or one food, lie, lie, lie. I literally just said it with Jen Shaw. There's not one exercise or one food that's going to be the key to success. Hip thrusts, great for your glutes, but doing hip thrusts alone is not going to magnificently grow my glutes by an inch. It's not. It's a combination of food, progressive overload, and yes, working in exercises that work the glutes. So that caption really pissed me off, or that, that headline really pissed me off. So I go into the article, and basically, Haley Bieber and her trainer have her doing donkey kicks, like on all fours, with ankle weights. Is that a great exercise for the glutes? Yes, it is. It targets the glute muscles. But we can't be out here saying things like, this is the one exercise. This is the key exercise. Because honestly, I think hip thrusts are, are better. And I, I target more of the glute, like, to, like the total gluteus maximus and medius with hip thrusts. So is it a great glute exercise? Yes. But is it going to be the key to get it, getting a fat ass? No. Especially because there was like barely any weight. There were like five pound ankle weights. So it's like, okay, Haley, when that gets easy, do you have 10 pound, 15 pound? 20 pound ankle weights, where's the progressive overload? So I guarantee you that Haley is doing much more, especially if she has a personal trainer, much more than just those donkey kicks to get a fat ass. And what that kind of resonated with me, like that one specifically, because when I first started, like the first year of my fitness journey, I didn't know anything and I was just going based on what I saw celebrities and other people doing on the internet. I ended every single workout with weighted donkey kicks. And I'll tell you this, my ass was flat. Oh, it was so flat, so flat. I don't even know if I would say it existed. I had a severe case of pancake ass. So I don't like those types of headlines because people do fall for it. And it's the same thing as Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like, don't abuse that influence and that power that you have. Next on the list, I've been seeing this everywhere. I've actually been seeing the Toms post about it, which is just another X on the Tom Sandoval list. Hydroxy cut. Oh my God. I see so many hydroxy cut commercials when I'm watching Bravo on Peacock and I want to scream from the rooftops, stop. Stop it. Stop taking pills for fat loss. Oh my God, it grinds my gears. Hydroxycut is basically a program that gives you a shit ton of supplements and is like, this will make you lose weight. No, you guys know my rule on supplements. I did a whole episode on what supplements I take. 
I try to take as few as possible. And I try to take ones that my body produces myself or that I get in through my diet, like protein, multivitamin, greens. The only one that my body doesn't really take in is pre-workout, but I use the non-stim ones. EAAs. So I don't like this whole hydroxy cut thing that's like, take this pill and you'll lose weight. And I hate that celebrities are endorsing them because it's just not, again, it's not sustainable. It goes back to the episode I had on diet culture and how I friggin' hate those types of weight loss programs. We need sustainable change, not a pill that's full of God knows what. Crap. And I see way too many celebrities endorsing it. And it just, I lose my credibility. I'm like, listen, I know HydroxyCut is paying you to post this, but sometimes you got to say no, honestly. I've had so many emails of, oh, we're this new fat loss pill or burner. Um, Reach out to us about a paid collaboration. And I'm like, immediately to the junk box. You could offer me $1,000. I'm not getting on the internet and telling my followers and my friends that they should go use something like that. Hydroxycut is a big red X in my book. Uh, all right, last one. Um, so I've been seeing this a lot on TikTok and then I was reading articles on it. I don't know if Miley Cyrus was the one that started it, but I see her and Lizzo's name get thrown around in this, which honestly... I'd love to to hear Lizzo speak on this because Lizzo is obviously, she's like a bigger girl and she promotes um, that like, or she really advocates for this idea that her body's beautiful. And just because she's a bigger girl doesn't mean she's ugly and she can't wear this and she can't do that and she can't dance like this. I love that from Lizzo, but I also love to see that she is exercising And she's not just like, well, I'm just going to be lazy and and just eat whatever I want and not exercise. Like, no, she is taking care of her body or trying to. You know, she's prioritizing her health and making a conscious effort to exercise and also being like, hey, this is my body. This was the genetics I was given. This is the frame I have. I'm beautiful. That's my little note on Lizzo. Mad props to you, girl. But I've been seeing these singing treadmill walks. First of all, I don't have a treadmill in my home, treadmill. So you won't catch me doing this in the gym. But basically, while walking on whatever speed, whatever incline, they sing their songs while doing it. I honestly think this is great for performers like the two of them. It helps with their endurance. It helps practice, you know, because if you've seen one of their shows, they're moving a lot. Same thing with like the Taylor Swift concert I went to. They're not just standing up there playing a guitar. They're dancing. They're running around. I mean, Taylor Swift went on for three and a half hours. Hello. So it's really great to help them build their vocal endurance. Um, Do I think that you or I need to be going around singing on the treadmill? Not really. Unless you are a singer or, I don't know, maybe like a firefighter or something. But I think that for their careers, great form of exercise. I don't know who came up with it. All I know is that I've seen their names attached to it. And I'm pro that. And if you like to sing, then go for it. It's not going to cause you harm by doing it. Like eating bone broth instead of real meals, harmful. Singing on the treadmill, even though you're not a singer, not harmful. Do whatever the heck you want. So those are the celebrity trends that I've been seeing. If you've seen any others that you want me to talk about in future episodes, 
shoot me a DM or leave me a comment. I'm always looking to debunk the batshit stuff that I see going on on the internet. All right, everyone, I'm here with a very special guest today. I'm here with Maddie. You may know her on Instagram as MaddieN.Fitness. How are you, Maddie? Thanks for coming on my show. I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. So I wanted to have you on because a lot of my podcast is geared towards people, women, whoever, who balance health and fitness and also just regular aspects of life, being a student, mm-hmm. working a full-time job. So I'm constantly looking for people who aren't just going to the gym 24-7 with no other responsibilities. So I wanted to have you on because I saw that you just graduated college last week. Yes, yes, I did. Congratulations. That's a Thank you. accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I know. Yeah, get ready for the post grad life. Yeah, no, I'm feeling it. We're one week deep, and <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> it hits you hard. What did you go to school for? I saw you went to Rutgers, Camden, right? Yes. Okay, yes. I went to Rutgers, in Brunswick. Okay, I was just gonna say I thought I saw something. That's funny. Um, so I went for business marketing. Oh, um, so I, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. When did you graduate? I graduated in 2021, so I'm two years out. Okay. All right. So same thing. (laughs) So do you have any plans um, working full time or what is post-grad life going to look like for you? Yeah. So the whole time that I was in school, I really had like no idea what I wanted to do. It was just like, I knew a nine to five, like wasn't for me. Um, And I just didn't really know what to do from there. Obviously a business degree is always good to have. It helps me like on the daily basis. Um, but I actually launched an online coaching business the day before. Yeah. The day before I graduated, I launched it. Um, so that's, that's been what's going on. It's just like crazy to adjust being like, oh my gosh, I don't even know, like going full-time from school and then transitioning to like working on your own, um, and just kind of like setting your schedule and being disciplined, managing your time. So it's been it's been kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess because I work, I oof, I guess nine to five typical job. So I graduated college and, you know, then I just moved into work hours and my schedule was, I've always had a schedule. I get up, went to school for X amount of years and now I get up and go to work. So what did it look like for you? Like, I feel like it takes a lot of discipline because you're in charge of yourself and making sure that you get everything done. So how do you kind of figure that out? Um, I'm going to be honest. I still kind of am. <laughs> we are only um, one week deep. So yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, like I said, I am only one week into this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is just different, you know, like waking up, not having to go to class. Yeah. So it's more about, like I said, I am trying to figure this out. So I do want to set like work blocks. So mm-hmm. I work in the morning for this many hours. And then I, maybe I log on in the afternoon for this many hours. Um, And just really like giving myself time is also important because I, this past week I have realized that like, it's so easy, especially when you work from home, um, to just not be able to log off and to just keep going. Um, and it's like so unhealthy and I'm trying to work on it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's different too, I guess. Cause I, I mean, I log off and then I do all my other stuff, but one thing I know a lot of people at my job struggle with is that 
disconnecting where they'll be on like PTO or just even after five o'clock answering whatever emails they say come through. And we like our the vice president of my company constantly talks to us about how it's so important to disconnect mm-hmm. to give yourself like you we need mental breaks. Yeah. Just gonna get like war- just like your body needs a break, like a rest day. Yeah. Your mind needs a break as well. Yeah. I know. And it's hard, especially so many people now are working from home. And I just hear all the time, like people are like, I'm constantly checking emails and everything. Um, So yeah, it's definitely just like a big adjustment. Yeah. I'm sure it's hard too, because with online coaching and stuff, because I do a little bit of training online. It's like when your clients need you, you feel compelled to answer Mm -hmm. as soon as you can. But in reality, it's like, you know, because I've done in-person training Mm -hmm. for years and it's like, when it, when when I'm done working at the gym, it's like I'm done for the day. So it's hard yeah. kind of drawing that line for yourself while also being like a responsible coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you I'm guessing you have your personal training certification? Yes, I awesome. got it actually in January. Oh, Very awesome. Who'd you yeah. go through? NASM. Okay, that's what I did. Yeah. I did as well. So it's a pretty good one. And the continuing education courses are actually pretty um, they're pretty interesting. They have a lot of different topics. I know. I keep reading up on them and I'm like, what am I going to do next? I know. I've been looking for years. Like, I'm like, oh, I want to get, um, like my nutrition license. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I keep putting it off because I keep putting other things like yeah. on my plate instead. Yeah. 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 Gosh. So how did you get into fitness? Like what did you play sports in high school? Um, so my story actually goes like way far back. Okay. Um, growing up, I was always very athletic. Um, my whole family did sports. My parents were the coaches. My mom was in the snack stand. Um, so I was always doing sports. Um, and then actually in eighth grade, I suffered three concussions in six months. Yeah. And I actually got put out of soccer was my main one. Um, and I got put out of soccer for the rest wow. of the we're living the same life because I've had the same exact thing happen to me. Are you joking? I'm not even joking. I had a, like a very severe concussion when I was in seventh grade, missed the end of seventh grade. And then I had two more early on in high school and I, and I grew up playing soccer. My neurologist was like, you're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's wow. insane. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So you got put out of soccer. Yep. He was like, no more contact sports. Cause if you get another bad one of these, like you're just, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah. exactly what mine said. Yeah. Um, and then I tried to kind of continue with different sports. Um, softball was another main one of mine, but I kind of just like didn't love it anymore. Um, so I stopped playing that. And then I tried getting into lacrosse because women's lacrosse isn't as contact. You can't really touch anyone, right? yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah, um, yeah. But I actually did end up getting a concussion. Oh, God. Great. Well. Great. Um, and that's when my doctor, my parents, even myself were like, okay, I think that's, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Um, so I just fully stopped playing sports. But all my life, like, I would say since the time I was like 14, like I remember going to the gym with my mom and just like walking on the treadmill or something like that. Um, 
But then I would say after I got put out of sports and everything, I really transitioned into like wanting to get into the gym. Yeah. Obviously, we all start where we don't really know what we're doing. So I <laughs> legs every single day because that's what <laughs> I wanted to work on. Been there. Yes. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> um. But yeah. Well, I forget what I was just saying. You started going to the gym after. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember too. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. You're good. Got the dog chilling in the back there. <laughs> you can see her. She's like, <laughs> oh, what kind of dog is that? She's a Maltese Shih Tzu, and now oh, she now she's <laughs> she's like, That's funny. Yeah. um, back in I would say around the time of COVID is when I really got into the gym, started lifting. Um, I would go with my boyfriend. He would kind of like tell me what to do, show me around, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never really confident or comfortable. Um, and I remember like going to the gym and I would just be so intimidated because these girls were like strength training. And I was like, I want to do that, but like, I don't know how, and I'm this little like petite girl. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like this isn't the spot for me. Um, but yeah, I kept at it, kept going, watched YouTube videos, read articles, everything started following people. Um, and that's when I really like started to learn. Um, and then, yeah, just kept going with it. I made a fitness account. Um, that was always just like for close friends. I would post like, okay. that's what random, I was gonna ask. yeah, random, random things. Um, yeah. Uh, and then from there just kind of continued with the social media. Um, and then it started, started going from there and then obviously got my NASM certification. Right. Um, and yeah, now we're here. That's awesome. It's so yeah. crazy. I mean, I always ask people what made you start your account because I know a lot of people ask me or I have friends because I started mine in college who have seen like my page grow and stuff and they're like it's so funny like I remember the when you first followed me and now people Mm -hmm. actually look at your stuff yeah I know it's crazy how it happens especially like TikTok like one video can blow up and so many people can see it yeah I was gonna ask is that what happened for you because I know a lot of people now have been saying like it's really like around the time of the pandemic, like something just hit and then it all transferred over. Yeah. My, I will say my like one video was, I don't even know if I have it up anymore. It was very negative. It got like very negative feedback. Okay. okay. Um, I think it was probably in 2020 that I shared it. Um, it was just like a video of me in my room and like my gym outfit, like getting ready to go to the gym. Um, but like I said, I had a very small like petite natural build um and people were commenting you know like eat a cheeseburger and all of that stuff and it really got to me and honestly just like fed me more like I was like okay like now it's time to get it going right Um, but yeah that was the video that kind of like went crazy um and then from there I just yeah I just kind of used that to get me going. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing you can do. I was going to ask, do you, I mean, I, I guess I get it a little bit, definitely more on TikTok than on Instagram, but do you, is that something you see still like people commenting stuff like um, that? And what do you, what do you do when you see stuff like that? Yeah, honestly, now it doesn't really bother me. Obviously you'll get like, there's always trolls on the internet yeah. and I swear they just sit behind like a zero follower page where they just yep. follow so many people just to like comment negative stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but obviously we always get those comments like just randomly yeah Uh, but you just you can't let it affect you like I'm doing what I want to do I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing and I'm just gonna keep going like I'm not gonna let one random person behind their screen stop me (laughs) yeah I'm the same way I especially on TikTok I don't respond to anyone's comments on TikTok Mm-hmm. That's smart. It, yeah it's just <laughs> and I feel bad because sometimes I get nice comments but I'm like I'm just responding to no one because I don't need the negative people I get like being like oh she's affected because she didn't answer mine blah 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 because people on TikTok are ridiculous I know I know yeah. there's always like very very nice people um but then you know you always get the opposite side and it's like, just weird stop. people on TikTok yeah every once in a while when I'm bored I'm like getting ready for something I'll go on live and people are just like people say the weirdest things on there or they try and get you Mm -hmm. like do something yeah it's just yeah yeah, I don't I don't understand it I don't know it makes me feel old which I'm like I'm not old at all I don't get it um so one thing I wanted to talk to you about and ask was where well first of all did you I'm assuming you lived at home and when you went and commuted to school yeah, I've always lived at home. Okay. So I still currently live at home. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing a lot of my friends at least struggled with, and I still get questions on it now, is how I was able to balance going to the gym every day and going to classes. And I didn't have to drive home. I mean, I we had like the different campuses, but you have to add the commute into your day too. So what did a, a typical day look like for you when you were in school? Um. I will say some days were absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, I used to babysit um, as well. So some days would literally, I remember junior year, I would go to my first class. Mm-hmm. Well, I would pack up all of my stuff for the day, which means multiple outfits, shower yeah. stuff, lunch, possibly dinner. Yep. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but I would go to one class. And then I would drive to the gym. I didn't use a campus gym. I went to Edge Fitness. So okay. I would go there, get my workout in, shower, if literally if I had time. Like sometimes I would <laughs> yeah. I've been there. <laughs> um, and then go back for my second, third class. And then sometimes go to babysit right after. And then come home and, yeah, get my schoolwork done. Wow. And it was just like, it was long days but it's like when you when you see a goal and you want a goal like you gotta you gotta work towards it um and I always say like people's schedules can be so crazy and I applaud these people who you know wake up at 5 a.m I have some clients right now that are literally I I wake up and I see that their workout's done and I'm like (laughs) I do too and I'm like (laughs) but it's like you can prioritize your time and it's just about strategic time management um and planning and all of that and discipline discipline is the biggest thing I'm happy you said that because that's one thing that I've been preaching for years especially when I was in college everything came down to like a routine for me I'm a very routine-based person but the way that I explained it to my friends and the way that I still explain it now was I just always treated the gym like another class or like a shift at work like it was just something where it was like okay Obviously, when you're in college, every day looks a little bit different based on your class schedule. But I'd be like, okay, on Monday, my gym time is 10 o'clock. On Tuesday, my gym time is 3 o'clock. But I kept it the same week to week. 
And it wasn't like, it wasn't an option for me not to go unless I yeah. was or something, you know? Yeah. It just becomes part of your routine, honestly. And that's like the biggest part of like in the beginning of your fitness journey is not even like focusing on your results. It's literally just setting that routine and developing those healthy habits. And, and yeah, the, the progress will come from there. Yeah. I feel like that's so true. Cause that's, and that's how I've seen my, like my journey develop as well, where it, it started. And I tell my clients this too, whenever I get a new client, I'm like, all right, I don't want you going five days a week to the gym. If you haven't been going five days a week, if you yeah. haven't been going at all, let's start with like three days and then mm-hmm. build up because getting yourself to stay like on a routine is the hardest part. And then I think once you start, I mean, at least for me, and I'm sure you feel the same, once you start going regularly, it's like, it becomes like addicting. Like you want to go more and you just, yes. like, I fell in love with seeing the progress I was making. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always, I always say I get to go to the gym. I don't have to. Yeah. It's a privilege to be able to get up and move your body, which is, I named my online coaching business move because I'm just like, movement is such like a privilege and people don't understand that. Yeah. Is there any other way that you like to exercise? I always ask my guests this because obviously like everyone that I'm connected with is very big into weightlifting, but I love hearing if there's any other types of activity that you like to do. Like, do you like to do yoga? Do you run anything like that? Um, so I recently just got into functional training, like full body sessions. Okay. In the gym. Um, but that's been really fun. It's just like different movement and it just makes me feel like strong, powerful, and just like overall good. Um, I also, what what do those look like? Like structure? Sorry, I cut you off, but what do those workouts kind of look like? Cause I don't know too, too much experience with functional training. Yeah. I'm still learning them as well. Um, but some of my favorite are like landmine squat thrusters. Okay. Um, and just like, I don't know, just like movements that you do on the daily basis, not daily basis, but like everyday movements that are just kind of mixed with strength. I don't really know how to even explain it. It's just like, they make me feel good. I don't know. I'll I'll be literally in the gym, like functional movements. Like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, but but I like that you said that because so many people are afraid to step in the gym for that reason. But I'm like, Hey, we grow up in a time where everything's on your phone. Oh yeah. Be embarrassed to use your resources. I used to sit in the gym years ago and I would have Whitney Simmons's Instagram up next to me on the floor. So I could make sure I was doing everything right. (laughs) That was me with Chrissy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And even like to this day, like, yes, I'm certified. Yes. I teach people, but like, I'm also still learning. Yes. I always do that too. Yeah. And that's the great thing about social media is you, you are open to other people's perspectives, other people's knowledge. And like, I always say like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room because I want to be learning. Yeah. Like every single day I want to be learning something. I I've been trying to like preach that a lot recently and just be like transparent and tell people like last week on my podcast, I I do weekly highlights every week. So I just talk about one like non-fitness thing and then one fitness thing that just was a good thing for my week. And I talked about how the guy who owns my gym showed me a a variation of an RDL that targets more of your hamstrings than the glutes that I honestly didn't know. I was just doing RDLs like the standard way my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought it up because I wanted to emphasize like I'm still learning, even though I've 
I've had my certification for years and I feel like I respect people who are open and say, Hey, I don't know. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And I'm an open book. Yeah. Yeah. There's always more to learn. Like I promise you, you, no one knows everything. You can always learn more. I think the only time that I'm not willing to take advice is when it comes from like a misogynistic man in the gym when I didn't ask for it. Yeah. I've had a lot of those comments. It's so bad. (laughs) Luckily, like the gym that I go to now is like more of one of those like, you know, iron like Mm -hmm. specific for weightlifter gym. So everyone's pretty respectful. But I like... Oh, I remember when I first started going to the gym, I went to the YMCA because my family had a membership there. <laughs> Some guy comes up to me and I'm doing like cable curls and he's like, girls should not lift iron. Oh, And no. just like walked away. And I was like, oh God, I must have been 17, 18 at the time. And I was like furious at the comment. Yeah. yeah. And some people like will take that to heart and like that might you know, shy someone away from going back in the gym. Like, I just, I hate that. If you're not building someone up, just don't, don't say anything. <laughs> I know I could go on and on. I've had like between that and then just like the creepers at the gym. I'm very happy that I don't go to a commercial gym anymore. Same. Yep. I had one guy waited for me outside of the locker room one day. Like I went in to go put my jacket or something away and I came out and he was standing in front of it and was like, can I have your phone number? And I was like, dude, no, like, oh. <laughs> This is should be like a safe space for everybody. Like, don't yeah. make this. So I just feel like so many girls are so scared to go to the gym for so many different reasons that we don't need people, mm-hmm. guys in there making it an uncomfortable space. It just gets me riled up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. I'm sure that you have some of your own <laughs> experiences, too. But. Yeah, especially, like you said, at, like, the commercial gyms, which is why I was, like, roped into the contracts because, you know, they 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 roped you into them. They try and get you. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, roped into one, and I called them, tried to, buy, like, cancel and everything. I ended up just buying out because I was, like, I just never want to step foot back in there. And then That's what they want you to do. Yeah, pay them to quit, which is they got my money. But it's such a it's such a ridiculous concept. Like, oh, you want to leave? You have to pay us. I know. It's like, no, you need to have a better environment, a safer environment, and then I'll stay. Yeah, they also try and get you. And I remember I so I joined. I left the YMCA and went to Jersey Strong because I have like the Jersey Strongs here are like all around me. This was years ago, the summer after I got my personal training certification and I went in for like my first day and the guy was like, like, I guess the head trainer tried to pull the like, like, like swindle me into getting personal training packages. And I was like, oh, no, thanks. I'm already a personal trainer. And he was like, oh, then you could probably benefit from like our stretching or blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll give you a free session. And then, like, ended up charging me for it. So I had to go and fight them. But they, like, really try and get your money and don't have your best interest in mind. I know. I know. It's bad. Even workers that, like, I've known workers that work at, like, Edge Fitness, Crunch Fitness, and all of those. I actually don't know if Crunch ropes you in. I haven't. I've only been there once. Um, I don't know. I Honestly, from my experience, because I did have a Crunch membership in college, I, I honestly, I still have one. I just don't go. They're not as, as bad. Yeah, edge edge is really really bad, but I know like workers 
that used to work there and I would like tell them what's going on and they were like honestly they're not gonna do anything for you like that's just how they are and it sucks and they hate being on like that side of the phone call yeah. <laughs> like I hate being on the other side because I'm like yelling at them yeah I know oh my gosh I'm my jersey comes out when somebody like does me wrong or I'm trying to get like my money back then I'll get <laughs> like I I've been one to tear up chat boxes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. I know. Um, what was I gonna say? that. What was I just gonna say? Oh, also, I've had a I've had a lot of my former clients because I still do, but I was a personal trainer at Rockers when I went there. Um, so I have a lot of clients who have you know graduated, moved on, whatever, and they've told me. Or come back to me asking me to do Zoom sessions with me because they've gone to whatever commercial gym they belong to. And the trainers just use generic yeah. plans for whatever. And I had one client. She was a uh, doctorate student. So she's like mid-50s. And she was like, I was so turned off. Like he didn't uh, – like he had me doing whatever the 18-year-olds were doing, not understanding. Like my body doesn't move like that yeah. anymore. Yeah. So that really like frustrated me because I don't think a lot and I have known a lot of scandals in the fitness industry, I guess, that have gone on for with people who have been known to do that online. And it's a shame because everybody's body is really different. You can't treat. Yeah. The same. Yeah. Every body is different. Every goal is different. Yeah. Literally everything. Someone can have back pain and can't mm-hmm. do an exercise. Like everything is so different. You really have to consider a lot. Yeah, the hardest part for me um, with the online stuff, and I'm not sure if you've experienced too much of it yet since we're still very new into the process, is kind of figuring out like a person's limitations without seeing them face to face. So have you come across like even just a basic intake, like the first time you set up with a client? How do you handle that? Yeah, so my clients actually started yesterday. So most of them have only done, you know, one or two workouts. But I find myself like I go on and see how their workout went. I have a little spot that they can leave notes. So if they're Mm -hmm. like, this exercise hurt my back or something like that, I'm like, all right, perfect. We'll switch it out and we'll find something that's more comfortable. Um, But it definitely is challenging when you are online and from like a client's perspective and a coach's perspective, like there needs to be open communication. Yeah. And that was like the biggest thing that I wanted to stress, like, talk to me about literally anything. You want to send me a picture of your gym outfit? Send me it. If you need help on like RDLs, just let me know. I'll send you over a video. Um, But it definitely is hard when you're not seeing the client in person. You don't know what their form looks like and everything like that. So it's a lot of trust and communication. It is. It is a lot of trust. And I try and stress that. I'm happy you said that because I try and stress that with my online clients because I've had the in-person experience and I I know when my in-person clients are BSing me for lack of better words and being like, oh, I can't because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you can. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to. But that's because I could see them in front of my face. And I have like a health history form. I know they don't have a herniated disc Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But online, it's like you don't want to be responsible if somebody's saying this is really like hurting my back. You don't Mm -hmm. want to be responsible for for telling them keep going. But you also, it's your job to push them. So it's a lot of, it's, I don't think a lot of clients realize, so hopefully people listening um, 
take something from this, but it's not just your coach's responsibility for you to succeed, especially online. A lot of it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially it's, online. Yeah. It's hard because, I mean, I could tell with my clients and I always say I could tell by their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, I can't. And I'm like, no, you can. So do the yeah. extra two reps. But online, I one, have to trust you mm-hmm. that you did what you said you did. And two, like, you know, I'll ask and be like, was this challenging enough? Like, I should we go up and reps? And if they're like, no, no, like, I can't force you to. I'm not in front of your face, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's the hardest part, too, about, like, when I first designed all of their programs, um, kind of, like, figuring out, like, the weight. Like, it's just hard. I have them reporting back to me the weight that they're comfortable That's using. what I do, too. Yes. Yeah. Because you can't, then, you don't know at all. No, I, no idea. Um, no. no one does besides no. So I have them like reporting back to me. And then after like a few weeks, I'm going to go back in, see how many reps they were doing, see yeah. how they felt with it. If it was too easy, then we're upping the weight. Um, but yeah, it's all about like honesty on both ends. Yeah. Is it too easy? Is it too hard? Then maybe we have to go back. Yeah. I love when my clients send me feedback. Saying like, oh, by the way, I had one girl message me last week. She was like, by the way, I just want to let you know, like the leg days have been kicking my butt. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. I just know when I have a training partner with me, I like, I always say your body wants to stop when it feels pain. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm one to be like, okay, 10 leg extensions. I'm hurting. I'm done. But I have more in me. Yeah. I feel like that's just the one, one thing that I like about it. Yeah, as a trainer, you know, it's like I'm able to be like more, more, (laughs) yeah, more. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any other exciting projects lined up in the future or anything or any goals that you have or just the coaching thing for now? Um, For right now, definitely focusing on the coaching. Um, I do want to expand my knowledge through NASOM. Um, not sure what I still, like I said, I still, I'm like looking into everything. Um, even the continuing education courses, like just to get your points, you could cover so many, you could dip your feet into so many things and then see what you want to do from there. Yeah. 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 I know they have so many. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know where to start. It's good for, good for us. Cause then it's like, as I learn new things, I like to post them and tell people about it where I'm like, Hey, I didn't know this. So you probably don't Let's share and they have stuff on like foam rolling they have Mm -hmm. stuff on very specifically like about like our internal systems which Mm -hmm. I think is really really cool and a lot of people would love to know more about especially since we all seem to have dietary issues (laughs) (laughs) all this food that we consume (laughs) I know I I know it's it's a mess I'm like everybody's bloated permanently yeah, what we're gonna have to go with. We just gotta live with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Do you want to tell everybody where they could follow you on TikTok, Instagram, everything that you have? Yeah. So I'm currently on TikTok and Instagram. Both of them are Maddie N. Fitness. Um. And then yeah, I'm planning on starting a YouTube channel soon. Yay! So I don't know when that will be, but okay. we'll see. <laughs> well, now that dude, the world's your oyster. Now you'll. It's like you'll be busy with work, but at the same time, like your weekends, you're not studying. It's Mm -hmm. 
all yours. So I'm excited to see what you do in your first year. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope that you have a happy, healthy, beautiful week. I will be offline. Well, probably not, but offline a little bit more in Costa Rica this week. And I'll talk to you when I get back. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Um, I'm Lifts with Liz on YouTube as well. So give me a little subscribe, even though this week's episode didn't have a YouTube video. And then follow the podcast on Instagram as well at Confessions of a Gym Rat. Love y'all. Get outside. Move your body. Get some friends.